Alan's going to share the scriptures with us this morning from Isaiah 35, if you need to turn there. desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice gratefully and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon, they will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the feeble hands. Steady the knees that give way. Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. He will come to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand will become a pool, the thirsty ground bubbling springs. In the haunts where jackals once lay, grass and reeds and papyrus will grow. And a highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. It will be for those who walk on that way. The unclean will not journey on it. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor any ravenous beast. They will not be found there. But only the redeemed will walk there. Those the Lord has rescued will rejoice. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. This is the word of our Lord. Isn't that a great reading? <laughs> I'm afraid, a um, couple of intro comments, I'm afraid it's only me this morning. Um, we've been buried in Turkey and board games and all of that, and it takes twice as long to preach together uh, just to uh, work it all through. So uh, maybe next week um, we'll do something together. I feel kind of, um, it'd be good just before we just get into things, um, love to just release a, a roar of freedom. I was just thinking there was lots of possibility for us to go there. Um, but I think uh, it may be declaring over our own lives, over our families, over this coming year, uh, just to let the strength and authority of Jesus just be released and the power of our shout. You know, um, when they wanted to take a fortified city, 
uh, they gave a big blast on the trumpet and everybody shouted and the walls fell down. So get to your feet. If you're joining us for the very first time, we're the weird church that does loads of shouting. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it works because God is changing our lives and he's setting us free and he's restoring us and he's releasing us in liberty. So just, I don't know, you, whether it's your own life over someone you love, over this community, whatever it is, in a minute I'm going to shout for three and you release the roar of the line of the tribe of Judah. Get ready. <laughs> One, two, three. This year, we will step into all that you have for us, Lord. Ooh. <laughs> we will go further and higher and deeper into your love. We declare those who are lost and far from you, come home. Come home. This is the year. Thank you, Jesus. We want to declare hundreds to be saved this year. Hundreds and hundreds of lives to be saved. And we declare right over these South Downs, come alive. Come alive to Jesus. Be awoken. Let your rain flood this, this land, we pray, to the glory of God. To the glory of God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you bunch of weirdos. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry, we're going to go a bit later than normal today, so I think we let the children go at half eleven, so Chris, you've got about another 16 minutes, um, but I uh, just want to share a few things, and then we're definitely going to minister, it kind of feels like first day of the year, and anyone who'd like us to, we're just going to blitz you with all God has this morning, um, but I just want to talk, or let me pray, that would help. <laughs> Father, thank you for all that you're doing. We just, our words won't even express just how thankful we are. Oh, we praise you, Lord, so much. We thank you. You're so good to us, Lord. And may our lives simply just shine back all that you're pouring out in praise to you. May we just honor you with everything that we have, all that we are. May you find us thankful extenders of your blessing to our lives. Lord, just make us merciful, make us kind, make us loving, make us full of faith, make us your people, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, I just, just, you know, look at, look at you all, how precious God has made every one of you. Some of us here have been here a long time and paid a heavy price to be where we are now. Some of us have literally just arrived. And, you know, I think God is doing so much amongst us. I want to 
I've basically, my message is, we've barely begun. And may we just see his glory poured out upon us this year and I think for this decade. And so my title for this morning really is preparing, my voice broke, uh, preparing for glory. And I was thinking, that doesn't mean preparing to die. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Which... um, some of us are closer than others. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if we know Jesus, for us to live is him, for us to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So we better be ready. But preparing for glory, the glory of God is the highest revelation of God's presence in the earthly realm that we can contain or behold. Holly, one of our children's leaders, was trying to decode some of, you know, this. <laughs> we go for the glory of God in 2020. And so she texted, how do we translate that into the language of children? <laughs> and I think, well, I think what I mean is, and what I said to her is, it is the turbocharged presence of God. God is everywhere. He is omnipresent. But when the glory of God comes in, then that's where he takes over and all that he is and all that he does when he's fully manifest, fully present and displayed, is released. You know, you think about Acts chapter 4 when Peter and John have been threatened. Do not speak about him anymore. They went back to the believers. They all prayed. They all said, we will never stop talking about him. And the whole house was shaken. Because God just showed himself in the physical realm. When uh, Paul and Silas were in chains in a dark place in prison, um, what did they do? They worshipped. They sang, you are good in the morning. And in the evening, you're good. And the revelation of you just keeps increasing. You keep just revealing how incredible you are. And it gets better and better and better. And then the whole dungeon was shaken by an earthquake. Because God came in in his sovereignty and his lordship. And he blew apart the place, and the jailer became a Christian. And I'll tell you what, we are doing so, so well. It's a joy and a privilege just to come to church with you people. You know, it's just such a joy. But I'll tell you what, it's time to go further and higher into him so that this year his glory will rest and be manifest. And I know this is on God's heart, not only for this year, but I think for this decade, so that there is a, I don't know, we could say God is, God is moving amongst us, and I would never undervalue or, or, or minimize that. But there's just so much more that he wants to do. And I know this is on his heart because um, when we were in the Arctic in the summer, um, far from here, just praying um, and just saying, Lord, what do you want to do over the next you know, 10, 15, 20 years? Um, the Inuit guys prayed for us. I've shared this with some of us before. Um, but Louise and I had exactly the same revelation of what God wanted to do. And I'll let her share hers on, on another occasion. Um, but we were both smashed out on the floor. Sorry, as you do. <laughs> and um, I was just taken into this vision. And I was straight by Ashington Church, about where Louise is now. And the whole church was full of a massive dark cloud. And I knew it was a cloud full of the glory of the Lord. 
and it was rumbling and it was thunderous and it was sort of mighty and magnificent. And it was really dark, not black, but sort of dark colored. But it, there was all sort of glittery, sort of golden gleaming shining around it. And I, I sort of, so I was in this vision and I was just I was pressed up against the wall, not in a sense of rejection or abandonment or unworthiness, but just a sense of God is here. And I don't want to bring any of James into the room because I don't want to hinder or quench or just get in the way. I just want to behold and just see and just allow you to be God amongst us. And it was, um, I was sort of pressed up against the wall and it was like, and, you know, I knew you were all there, but I couldn't see you. And it was like the church went back for miles, which would be quite helpful. <laughs> and this is open brackets. You know where Paul says, and this is now I, not the Lord. <laughs> and maybe there are a few more toilets. <laughs> Close brackets. <laughs> and, uh, but it just went back for miles. And just the, the, the cloud of his presence, the highest amount of God, that we can handle before Jesus returns was just filling the church. It was never leaving. And then as I was looking back in the church, it was like I was going through years, like skipping through and generations. And before I knew it, we were in the 2100s and the 2200s. I just knew the glory of God was shining and it was remaining and it was lingering and God was here. And so... I want to share this morning just a couple of practical things and then share one thing that I believe is on God's heart that he wants to do in us. Um, and then we're going to minister and pray um, this morning. Um, but I think sort of returning from um, the Arctic and, and coming back, full of like preparing for glory, uh, there's a sense of, on the one hand, maybe we'll never be ready but on the other hand, we're getting ready. And I, I don't know if we're ready because we can't fit loads more people in, but I would like hundreds and hundreds to come to know Jesus. And in fact, if they go to other churches, praise the Lord. You know, let's send them there. You know, if they can meet Jesus, have their lives transformed. You know, but um, just in terms of, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, we need to get ready, and we are getting ready. And so we're just beginning to talk as a team of, what if, not for numbers sake and not for growth sake, but what if God moved and we were double the number by the summer? Or if we were quadruple the number by Christmas? And not so we can all have a high and think we've done a good job, but just so more and more people can be added to what God is doing. Yeah, I mean, there's no better plan, is there? You know, I was reading this thing over Christmas that a lot of the church is bored. I was like, how can you be bored? It's just like, have you not met the one who requires you to die, first of all, and then rise to all that he is, and then step into releasing his glory all over the planet? It's like, how can you be bored? It's like, ah, uh, you know. So it, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, we're in a small country church, but I'm like dreaming for Sussex. You know, it's like, there are, you know, like a million people who live here. And, you know, we are not prevailing as the church, but... You know, instead of looking around feeling sorry for ourselves, who is going to prevail? We are. Come on. And so we're getting ready. And um, so part of that, we had a month of discernment in November. We had some awesome prophetic stuff, brilliant surveys, 
and we're, we're meeting as a PCC in a couple of weeks, and we want to talk to you guys on the 26th of February about the plan. So uh, just log the date. Second um, for this, um, one, one thing I think we were really challenged on when we went to the Arctic, Louise and I, um, was the disconnect between the spiritual and the natural. And when I read my Bible, when the glory of God is poured out in Pentecost, it looks like family. Anyone who's in need, people sell their stuff. You know, there's no loneliness. They're all one in heart and mind. And we want to reboot how we can do that and how we can multiply that and spread it like yeast through the church, beyond the church, everywhere we go. And so uh, March 2020, we're going to be putting some input in and relaunching what we're calling family community. So look out for that. We also, I think um, lots more wise people could probably have told us this. Um, but again, whilst we were away, we were just reflecting on, I think I perhaps have sometimes thought, if I just get God in the room, then everything else will be fine. <laughs> Which um, is probably in technical language, a sort of quite apostolic vision of church. And I think what we're discovering is that Jesus wants us to be awesome at releasing the glory. And he wants us to be awesome at building people up, freeing them, and enabling them to clean up their lives and be presented just ready and fit for purpose. And so Jim and Dolly, uh, this year, and then we'll see how the Lord uh, leads them and leads us. Uh, but we just want to put some input immediately into our pastoral ministry. And so Jim and Dolly are going to oversee that, for which Louise and I are immensely thankful for. Uh, so praise God for those guys. Where are they? Yeah. Uh, would you be awesome? Brilliant. We also want to prepare for God's moments. And we're going to talk to you next week about South Downs Awakening. Uh, but we, we're basically inviting every church in Sussex and the east of Hampshire to walk the land in prayer and in, in prayer for every church to come into revival and the whole land to be awoken to Jesus Christ. I want you to keep those dates free. We're going to tell you how to get involved. We're basically hosting it, everybody. I've been signing you up all over the place. I've been saying we've got this awesome church that's just ready to help. <laughs> so um, I don't know what that looks like. We'll talk to you next week, but it's exciting. I had an email this week. Please can we go and talk to a whole bunch of churches in mid-Sussex, uh, church leaders, because they want to get all their people involved. They're excited about it. Boom, game on. So anyway, we'll talk to you about that next week, and uh, we're excited. We just want to put out the wineskin and say, Lord, who knows? The glory might be poured out next week. It might be poured out on South Downs Awakening. It might be 10 years' time. Who knows? But we're just going to go again and again. Lord, we're ready. We're up for it. Game on. Um, in order to prepare ourselves, we're going to have a Chanctonbury conference, uh, a day conference. I was talked down from sort of 14 nights, but anyway. Uh, we're going. It's Palm Sunday. We're preparing the way for the Lord. Um, and we're preparing ourselves for South Downs. Um, and uh, so look out for that. That should be, um, should be a great time. And secondly, we're praying and fasting this month. It's always a great way to get going. And um, so jump into that. And I think Jim's mentioned and all the information's available. So practical stuff. I think when I sort of think about some of the gifts God has blessed us with, and I, when I talk about gifts, I mean 
spiritual things that he's forming in us, charisms or, you know, the grace of him that he's forming in us. You know, he's definitely giving us faith. You know, um, I was like, it sort of reminded me recently, Louise and I went to talk to a church somewhere and um, they were absolutely mullering us about healing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I completely forgotten. I'm not everyone everybody believes that Jesus hasn't changed since 2,000 years ago. <laughs> and uh, it's like, just, it would bypass me just because you hungry lions will just heal anything that moves. Um, so um, I was just, <laughs> but he's given us faith to actually dare to believe that God might break in today. I just want to say at the end, what, I believe this is a day of miracles. I'm excited. We're going to do that. Um, but he's given us faith. Over the last couple of years, and I would say particularly over the last 12 months, he's been releasing his love into our hearts, the Father's love. And what I'm about to share this morning is not a departure, it's building upon that. And I just want to say, you know, if you didn't quite catch it last year, it's not like 2019, Father's love, tick, shh, job done, right? You know, God is, he's just pouring out his love in such ways, he's developing us uh, to be a people of intimacy with him and with one another. A people who show intimacy in our families and our households. A people who reflect this in our relationships, where we can love the unlovely, where we can be punched in the face and offer the other side in love, because that's just what it looks like to be a child of God and to be someone who's reflecting Jesus. The thing that I want to share this morning and my apologies, this is not deep exposition, but the thing that I want to pull out from Isaiah is a gift that he wants, or a charism he wants to develop in us, I believe, as we pursue his glory, is a revelation and an excitement and a joy in his holiness. And if we pick up this passage, and in some ways you can always turn to Isaiah when you're looking for what God is saying, and some commentators would say that the book of Isaiah is like the whole Bible in one, in one book. And Isaiah in chapter 35 is seeing the fulfillment of God's people coming into their land, rebuilding it where it's been ravaged. And Isaiah is calling them and he's preparing them. He's saying, come on, you know, let's believe. Let's look to him who is going to restore us. And... Um, He says to them, you know, I'm I'm not going to go through it all, but, you know, for any who are weak, strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not be afraid. You know, I know that some of us here are dealing with big things in our lives, but come under what God is doing in this place. Do not be afraid. I believe this year things are going to shift that we can't imagine. And that's not just fluffy God channel speak. I believe he is doing stuff, which is hugely exciting. And sorry, um, I just, I, I don't know. I just come under. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I, I genuinely believe it. So I'm saying it now. You can hold this church to account. He's doing it. Um, so, um, uh, and if we don't know the Lord, he's coming to save us. You know, I just, you know, we're going to preach the gospel this year in this church. Let's preach it in our lives. You know, let's bring people to Jesus. You know, let's just tell them about him. He is the one who died for them, 
who rose from the grave and even now is doing what he's always been doing, sorting out our lives, cleaning us up, filling us with his power. You can preach that, can't you? Let's do it. (laughs) Um, And what happens is I just want to see more and more of what happens when Jesus is around, which is that the eyes of the blind open. You know, those who are deaf, their ears are unblocked. We can hear the Lord fully, clearly, joyfully. Those who, those who can't think, of, think about this spiritually, the parts of our lives which are lame. Not just being restored back to walking, but now leaping like a deer. You know, and the joy of living around here is you see deer just soaring, don't you? So light. And think about the parts of our lives which are dead and broken that Jesus is resurrecting so that they leap with exhilaration and joy in him. Uh, This is what I believe for Sussex, that waters will break forth in the wilderness as streams in the desert. Burning sand shall become a pool, a thirsty ground, springs of water. You know, God is opening up a well here, but I'm jealous for everywhere to be a well. The people, those who are really thirsty and it's never going to be satisfied with the things of the world will find living water in Jesus Christ. I believe this is what he wants to add to our weaponry, to our arsenal as a church. A highway shall be there and it, sh- and it shall be called the holy way. A highway shall be there and it shall be called the holy way. You know, every time we talk about holiness, I refuse to allow the father of lies to poison us with condemnation. Holiness is something that is formed in us and is given by Jesus. If we don't know Jesus, we are not holy. But when we've been won by Jesus, when we've given our hearts back to him, we realize that he shed his blood so that my blood didn't need to be shed. And what happens is that my status has changed from someone who is a sinner into somebody who can be called a holy one, a saint. Now what what, which is why in the Bible, when we read the opening to letters, Paul will write to the saints in Corinth. Even though if you read it, I mean, you've got incest going on and it's awful. <laughs> but he writes, you holy ones, because their status has changed. And my status changed on the 3rd of March, 2004, when I became a father. I was 23 years old, bricking myself, <laughs> But on the 2nd of March, I was not a father. Well, I guess I was because we had Finn and Louise was coming. But on the 3rd of March, the day he was born, I became a father. Now, nearly 16 years later, I'd like to think that I'm a much richer expression of being a dad than I was when I was 23 in Watford General. (laughs) You are a holy people if you know the Lord Jesus. Our status has changed, but now he wants us to discover the richness and fullness of his holiness in us. He wants to give us that. And that requires an emptying of ourselves. Or as Peter would write in 1 Peter chapter 2, a ridding of ourselves of all the stuff we know is not godly. Envy, jealousy, you know, lust, lying, whatever it is. 
a desire to say, come on, I am not having that twist up my life any longer. It's interesting that on the highway of holiness, there are no lions there and no ravenous beasts. Now, when you walk up the church path from Ashington Church, hopefully you're not going to be devoured by a lion or a ravenous beast. But sometimes lurking in our brokenness are ravenous beasts that from time to time take a big chunk out of our sides. And this year, I believe God is going to give us grace to heal our hearts from the Father's love so that we are able to shine back the brilliance of his glory without any hindrance, any shackles, any kind of interruption to that. It's a ridding of ourselves of ungodliness. You know, when I was at Vicar College, you talk about pressing into holiness and people would sort of mock you and sneer. Let's build a culture where we're like, come on, let's go together. Let's do this. Let's pursue the Lord. Let's pursue purity and light and, and you know, all the things, all the sort of word spread that would describe Holiness, righteousness, let's pursue that. But not in a way which is strivy and leads to condemnation. Because holiness is found by beholding the one who is holy. You know, one of the Lord's commands is be holy because I am holy. And that's because holiness is probably the defining characteristic for the Lord. It sets him apart. He is other and distinct and different to all that he's created. And so when he's calling us to be holy, what he's calling us is to reflect the beauty of his character in our lives. And we do that by beholding him. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, be transformed from one degree of glory to another as you who with unveiled faces all behold the glory of the Lord. As we look in, I want to release faith that he will heal and purify our hearts so that we shine brighter and brighter and brighter. I think about Jesus. It was easy for him because he was without sin, wasn't it? Well, he emptied himself isn't it? Philippians 2 tells us, of all his God stuff, and took the nature of a servant and humbled himself even unto obedience to death itself. So Jesus took the road of self-emptying in order to be lifted up for our sake and ultimately to be lifted back to the right hand of the Father. We've got our stuff but we're going to teach into this year. And I, I'm excited because of any power of sin that has not been conquered, I think God is going to break. And that is going to release his power, his glory, his light, and his freedom in such a powerful way. That's why when the lady with the issue, the, the lady with the issue of blood, yes, she was exercising faith, but all she did was grab the hem of his garment, wasn't it? And he's carrying so much of the life of God 
the holy, purifying power of God for all her uncleanness to be delivered and healed immediately. I want to be like that, don't you? I just want to carry him so deeply and fully that someone could brush up against me and just have their lives changed. And that is a realistic vision of Christianity because it was happening in Jerusalem. They were just getting their shadow to, you know. (laughs) And that's, you know, not for the phenomenon, but because we're living in a world which is degrading itself, is devaluing the body, is devaluing relationships and identity and all those things. And God, in this decade, I tell you what, the, the church is doing this as society. Well, the real church, if I can say this. We're called to be in the world, absolutely, never withdrawn, but not of it. Because we're to release light into darkness, purity into uncleanness, love into hate. That's who we are, and that's what he's calling us to. So let's get our worldliness out. (laughs) That's not what the world needs, is it? And let's behold him, be full of his glory and his power and his authority and his freedom in his life. And let's change this land for the glory of Jesus. Amen. miracles if you are seeking God for a physical miracle I'm going to invite you over to my left your right if you're seeking God for a spiritual emotional relational miracle I'm going to invite you over on my right your left uh, just so we know vaguely what territory we're in if you're on the healing center uh, team or you're on the church staff um, or can I just I'm just going to release If you've been in this church longer than six months and you feel the presence of God just building on you, then you're welcome to come and help us minister this morning. But if you you need a physical miracle this morning, then come over on your right as you look at the front. If you need a spiritual, relational, emotional, whatever, (laughs) come over on your left as you look at the front. Come now and then we're going to pray and minister. And just, what's that? Um... Why don't we push some chairs, just push them back, stack them in threes if you've got time, uh, just to make a bit of space. Uh, But why don't you come now, and we're going to pray this morning. some stuff. Um.
So Healing Centre team, church staff, just come onto the stage a minute just so we can let people um, come through. If you can, and you're standing here, just put your arms out and just do a little, just so we can get in amongst you, do a little mini helicopter. And If you're coming to the front, do press forward and we'll just shift chairs out of the way. Let's help one another. If you've got children in kids' church, then um, please go and collect them. And uh, if you need to come back, then um, I, would, I would imagine we'll still be here. <coughs> okay, so physical uh, on your right as you look at the front, spiritual, relational, emotional uh, over here. Just press forward, folks. Just keep coming just so we can let others um, come in. Who's trying to get to the front and he's at the back? And just press forward, folks. His. Here's how we're going to do this. Um, when people come and pray, um, if you'd like to say what they're praying for, do say it, but do not use more than one sentence. We actually want to connect with God. Um, and uh, if you don't want to say what it is, then the guys will just release stuff and just bless you. Um, if people are doing crazy things, please just try and ignore them. Let them be with the Lord and you be with the Lord as well. You know, you can be noisy, you can be quiet, you do whatever you need to do. Um, I'm just going to just invite the Holy Spirit who's here already just upon us uh, and then we want to just release people to pray. Spirit, we honor your presence here and we thank you so much. We declare you are the Lord and the giver of life. Even as we stand here, we invite you to come and to fall upon us. That you would come and do what Jesus has been doing for 2,000 years. Save us, restore us, redeem us. Fill us with life in all its abundance. Would you come with the Father's love, with his gentleness, with his power, with his goodness. And Father, we just want to pray over those who are seeking breakthrough relationally and emotionally and spiritually. Let today be a new day, a day the Lord has made. And let us rejoice and be glad. And I just want to speak over today, there'll be a softening of heart. There'll be a release of healing oil of the heart. 
to reconcile, to restore a release of your love, Father. I pray over those who are seeking a physical miracle to be healed. name of Jesus right now be healed <laughs> thank you father we declare this is going to be a, a healthy church this year so that we can release your health wherever we go <laughs> we declare those things which you've asked for prayer a million times let today be the day let today be the day in the name of Jesus so come Lord as we pray May your kingdom come, your kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. May it be released amongst us right now in Jesus' name.